This episode, summertime and the living is holy. How to pass the time this summer and stay firmly on that heavenly road. The Catholic Underground starts now. You have hit the play button on the Catholic Underground, a podcast cutting through the noise and bringing you the topics that matter. It's episode number 449 for those of you who are tallying them up. Boy, oh boy. Uh, I'm Father Chris Decker. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Baton Rouge in Louisiana. And joining me, we've got Kathleen Lee. Yep. Kathleen Lee, joining us. It's summer for you, isn't Here it? I am. Yes, it is. Finally. Yes, it is. And because it is summer, we have someone who's on kind of an airsats vacation. Mm-hmm. Father Ryan Humphreys joins us. He's a priest in Woo. Northeast Louisiana, co-founder of the Catholic Underground. Good to see you again, Father. I am not Olivia Galino, but I'm very glad to be here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, let's go up to space, shall we? Um, you might remember this from your reading of the Catholic Underground podcast uh, transcript. Jeff Blackwell is yeah. our tech director, and he joins us from space. Hey, Jeff. It is good to be here, Father. In fact, Father Ryan's a... Uh, is the guy who taught me the word huzzah. Oh, yeah. Huzzah. It's a good huzzah. Middle English word, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I find that it has, it has, you know, creeped into my brain. I'll say it all the time. I'm like, huzzah. And they're like, no, what? And I'm like, never mind. Sometimes yeah. I think <laughs> if, if huzzah sounds a bit too cliche, I'll go back to hurrah. I am. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. We say hurrahs, too, because Ed is switching the video yes. in his zone, as it were. Yep. So uh, there we go. Uh, in his pit. His, his pit. Yeah. The cave of video happiness <laughs> and joy. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that does indeed make us joyful when the summer months roll on, especially mm-hmm. in the parish. Now, I can't really speak for Kathleen, although yep. maybe I could because you work for a parish school. So yeah. we are happy as priests when things kind of slow down just a little yeah. bit. Right. You know, like maybe some of the weddings pick up, mm-hmm. but the parish life kind of doesn't grind to a halt, but it kind of goes into a new phase, yeah. Yeah. as it were. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a really small parish, and that's definitely the case where, where you know, my typical Sunday, I've got mass, and I've got to go teach our version of CCD, which is kind of like Sunday school, because it's a little smaller parish, mm-hmm. then I've got to rush off to the next church, and then, you know, I mean, it's just go, 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 and even though I'm not anywhere near as busy as Father Chris is, or, you know, other priests are, still, the summertime comes, and you have a minute just to, after mass, say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. we, got, we don't have to rush anywhere, just, that's right. what's going on? How? Yeah. What's the story? Oh, your kids are doing, they're so much taller than they were, mm-hmm. I had a chance to stop and think about it. You know, That's it's, right. it's great. Yeah, so many times we have to, especially in the modern priesthood, we have to just run to the next thing because we're, I mean, and, and I don't mean this braggart, braggardly, but we're in high demand, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I need Father to be here now. And so you're right, we, we can pause just a little bit. And so it helps us to understand that there is a sacred time and, and offering the Mass is important, but it's part of kind of a larger picture because mm-hmm. we can't just stay in the church building all day, mm-hmm. but our sacred time has to take place, as we've said before, outside yeah. the church too. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for me, it's a little it's a little different than you guys because most of the time, now this summer I did pick up a summer job, heyo, uh, which is interesting <laughs> because I was like, you know, the first day I worked all day, I came home and I was like, I'm exhausted. Like I haven't done anything all year, but it is, it, 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 even, you know, with having a summer job and, you know, having time off, the t- the timing is very different. And, you know, I think I've, I've worked maybe 
three or four summers in my entire life as a student and then as a teacher. Um, you know, but it is, it's, it's very different. Like things slow down, even though I would imagine that for some people, especially those who have families, um, you know, and, and kids, uh, it might get a little bit busier, you know? So it's interesting how your time also goes from, um, from being structured you know, at work, mine does, to being structured at work, to having all these things to do, but no real rhythm sometimes, yeah. right? So that could be, that can always be hard for me is, is what is, what is this rhythm? Yeah. You know, and so I, so I'm a natural night owl and during the summer it takes about two weeks to, to transition Right, because back you have that. to get up early right. and, mm -hmm. and, and. I sleep, yeah. I'll sleep a lot later and I'll, I'm up at, you know, super late. And then it, 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 it used to take, a month or two into the school year to mm -hmm. get back into that rhythm. And so now, one of the things that I'm aware of, you know, when I'm talking about time and space and rhythm, is I gotta keep whatever rhythm mm -hmm. I had going, mm -hmm. you know? So as much as it's horrible, I still wake up at like seven o'clock, uh, you know, to keep that rhythm going. Do you find that you can actually keep a better Sabbath or season of rest mm -hmm. if you if you stick with the the schedule that you had when this yeah. during the school year. Yeah, because even with, like with the summertime, when I look at it as somebody who has off during the summer, mm -hmm. um, you know, there I have a list of a million things that I want to do. You know, I've got this two month time period where I can commit to something that, you know, or few, a few things that is very different than my normal every day. But I have found that I'm like I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And then it's July. It's the end of July, and I I haven't done it. You know, so if I can can keep a schedule, can keep a a rhythm. You know, the, then I know, okay, I can commit this time to whatever I need, and this time to things that I need spiritually, mm -hmm. prayer. You know, going to mass more often. You know, than I can during the school year. Um, you know, making a retreat during the summer that I might not be able to make during the school year. Uh, but yeah, for sure, that that schedule is important. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the ways that you realize you're adulting. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that you know, like when you're a kid, you you go, ah, well, I, it's summer. I can stay out late. I can stay up late. Yeah. I can watch movies until four o'clock in the morning. And then as you get a little bit older, you realize, you know, I. I can do all of that yeah. stuff, but but I don't need to do all yeah. of that stuff in order to to have a fullness of life. Right, and that perhaps uh, happens not only in a human level but a spiritual level as well. Right. In fact, I I said that in my homily today is that you know just because you're going on vacation in the summer, the priest doesn't say make sure that you find a place to go to mass just because he's being dad. No, a priest is saying that because yeah. we recognize that those spiritual rhythms are important too, and when we interrupt them we actually have to work to rebuild some of those yeah. things, you know, in the same way that you have to work at a holy habit to build virtue. Yeah. Well, our, our rhythms of liturgical life also are helping to, to, to buttress the building of those uh, natural virtues and to open us up to the theological virtues yeah. that we can't manufacture on our own, but the Lord can pour into us, can multiply as we kind of show up to Him. Right. And that's reflected in the liturgical life of the church, actually. I know um, you were talking to me today, Father Ryan, about uh, you offered the traditional Latin Mass today mm -hmm. uh, privately since you're on a mini vacay. Right. And the, the prayers that you chose were for the octave of the Sacred Heart. Yeah, it, it's actually because the, we had a, a slightly older missile. It's, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, that's just the way it plays out is that this Sunday, which will be the third after Pentecost, or no, the 
fifth after Pentecost is the is the Sunday in the octave of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and it was it was wonderful because it was it harkened back a little bit, but it also kind of sets the stage for the summer. Because I me and Kathleen and I were chatting earlier. Yeah. Other than than June 29th, the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. There's not a whole lot going on liturgically in right. the summertime either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. August, you pick up some steam with the Portiuncula on the second, and and then uh, on the, the, with, the with the Assumption on the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yikes! For the summertime, yeah. it is green day after green day <laughs> yeah. after green day, and right. Weezer is nowhere to be found. No, it's just a lot of quiet time. <laughs> that's right, and that's not yeah. a bad thing. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's a time for you know for all of us to kind of slow down a bit. It's a veritable sound garden. Yeah. Of liturgy. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, and and I think that that's that's kind of a a good thing to to um and, and in fact the in year b we're spending a lot of times with the parables of jesus yeah. mm-hmm. and so th- there is this notion that we're kind of getting into if you want kind of the ordinary preaching cycle of the lord mm-hmm. he, he spends a lot of time with the people um trying to unfold in their minds and hearts the ability to kind of dig into things because parables you know we we think that that jesus gave us the parables so that every man can understand but in fact the parables are riddles, you know, yeah. and they have to be unpacked. And even the scriptures, even today, say that Jesus spoke to the people in parables, but then he gave to the disciples kind of the, the keys to, to deciphering the parables, to unpacking them yeah. for the people yeah. so that they would be able to have this, this continued uh, body of teaching that happens even unto this day. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. your your father Chris is about to is about to step into a parish with a school. God Indeed. bless you. Uh, the summer is, is much 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 busier for it's administrators right. of schools than yeah. it is for uh, for you know than than the school year is. Um, but one of the things that I I discovered quickly and was very serious about in my school is that literature, you know, stories, these yeah. long involved mm-hmm. stories, were the single most important thing. Uh, that our kids imbibe because it teaches us how to think, yeah. it teaches us how to consider, and Jesus boils that down to very, very tight little parables, you know, yeah. very short things. But I mean, there's an enormous amount of wisdom um, to looking into stories as the best way to teach. Um, we should also remember too that Jesus, when he was preaching, those stories have been recalled in you know 75 words or less, mm-hmm. which is probably closer to a book report version yeah. of what Jesus would have said right. than uh, you know because the the Jewish Mark- people. Trying are, to are get nothing it all if down. not long-winded. Right. So you know, there's a solid chance that Jesus probably gave some very long stories as well. And, and Mark is, you know, like, like I say, whittling it down to this is what we really want to write down. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's stories are good. Literature is good. It's essential yeah. um, because it's the best way of teaching. I mean, it's far far better than writing formulas on the board. That's true, yeah. exactly. And and a little bit later in the show, we'll talk about some of the literature that perhaps we've been imbibing. Oftentimes, we think about getting around to our adult summer reading lists because we have all this time well not really i mean you know if you think about it the summer doesn't always move slowly for us but to be able to inject some of these these times for critical thinking i mean a a good novel as you've heard us say on the catholic underground forever a good novel especially like good real good fiction does indeed build those critical thinking skills and allows you to to kind of hone those skills for when you have to use them in real life. Yeah. When whenever things kind of start back up in August yeah. and September. Well, I think about summer too as like the time like the we're talking about ordinary time and how sometimes it can be it's just ordinary time there's nothing really going on, but it's like if you're 
if you're like playing a sport, mm -hmm. you're not always playing in the championship game. It's not always Easter right. and Christmas. Yeah. Like there is going to be long times of, of preparing and practicing and over and over again. And, and it can be mundane. It can be mm -hmm. a little, but that's the ordinary time yeah. is a time where you have the opportunity. If you can, if you take it. Yeah. The seeds are growing, yeah, right? We to, know not how. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and even like when I was thinking about what is summer, you know, like, uh, in in farming, right? There's nothing going on during the summer. You're not really planting or harvesting. I, you know, not eating. really. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's in the ground and it's growing. Uh -huh. You know, and 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 that's what if we take the opportunity, like I said, you know, we can we can let these parables, this scripture, this whatever we read, whatever mm -hmm. spiritual opportunities that we take, we can let that. That's right. Cultivate and grow. Adam yeah. in the chat room is saying, as a music minister, the summertime allows us to reflect, take some time off, relax and pray before choir season starts back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of choirs will kind of go on hiatus during the summer. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I remember that from parishes long ago. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that yeah, especially if you have rotating choirs, that, mm -hmm. that you'll, uh, yeah. you might see a canter a little bit more often or something like that, so that they can prepare the, the music for those great seasons of preparation. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I do appreciate about the, um, the old calendar is that you were you were never in counted time in the sense of ordinary time we call it ordinary but it means ordinal right it's, it's yeah. counted 11th Sunday 12th Sunday until you get to one of the high seasons of the church like of advent mm -hmm. but in the old calendar you're always coming off of a high or preparing for one right and i always love that too cuz there is this sense of things that are growing and preparing yeah. you know mm -hmm. Um, in fact, that's also where in the church's understanding of the rogation days and the ember sure. days, mm -hmm. that that you're actually doing something with the spiritual seeds that are planted in the liturgy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I really wish that we could somehow figure out a way to kind of resurrect some of those things, because there is an importance spiritually to seeing those things active in the church, rather than yeah. just saying, oh, Father's wearing green. Right. Yes, but there's so much to that green that I'm yeah. wearing. There's a reason for all that, you know? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And so um, and so that's that's kind of the, the, the notion, perhaps, uh, if you you need some homework is okay the summer is laid out before you here we are you know mid-june um what are some of those ways that, that you're going to allow yourself to to kind of permission to rest right you know permission to say okay well what does a real sabbath look like even if i've got a nine to five job sure, yeah. and i've got a family with seven kids you know mm -hmm. what is it what does it look like if we actually are going to be resting together and if we're going to to Disney world or if we're going to the beach or if we're going to the mountains yeah. what does that type of rest look like for us as yeah. a family yeah because i mean if you've ever been on family vacation or planned one you know that oftentimes you need a rest oh gosh you need yes. a vacation from your vacation it's true so, so maybe that's the encouragement too, is like when you are looking at these activities that you want to do that are summer activities or restful vacations, mm -hmm. like what are you packing into that, that event? What are you packing into that? And especially if you're traveling with your family, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, what is that, what does that look like for your family? Are you allowing time for for rest for your family. That's right. Well, you know, I think, always hurt the ones we love the most yeah. <laughs> with our resting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, you know, I, th I think that it's kind of fascinating to me because I think a lot of people plan so much because we're terrified of the possibility of being able to, or being forced to spend time with ourselves Yeah. and being yeah. forced to spend time just with our family. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of these bizarre things that the, the COVID lockdown mm. forced a lot of us to actually spend time with our families, mm -hmm. you know, there were no new movies to see. There were no new to interesting TV shows to watch. And, and, 
you know, the, the, the core concept of, of recreation, of course, yeah. is recreation. Mm-hmm. We need quiet. You know, God is speaking to us, but if I don't ever shut my hole, I'm never going <laughs> to hear what he has to say. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, there's just a certain component of humanity that needs not to be rushing to the next thing, but needs to sit and just listen to my own heartbeat mm-hmm. or just let my brain wonder until I have finally gone through everything on my grocery list and everything on my to-do list, mm-hmm. and I'm just quiet. Yeah, and you know, as we've seen, people have found that this that, that entire time of lockdown provided for that. Yeah. When, when you had nothing else to do and you were finally alone with your thoughts, mm-hmm. it could be maddening. I know that a lot of folks ended up, you know, uh, actually seeking out the care of a, of sure. a, of a therapist um, be, because they had never had a chance to sit down with, with mm-hmm. their own thoughts, with their inner monologue, and to consider that there are larger questions yeah. that aren't meant to be solved like Angela Lansbury or the sure. Dick Van Dyke murders or whatever, mm-hmm. but, but they're meant to be entered into as a mystery. Right. And, and that, there is great value to that. And it doesn't take a lockdown to have to, to be able to enter into that. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the quote unquote lockdown can actually be these summer months where things lull maybe just a little bit. Mm-hmm. One thing that never lulls is the fact that uh, we find ourselves calling ourselves the Catholic Underground. <laughs> Allow ourselves to introduce ourselves. You found your way to the Catholic Underground. I'm Father Chris Decker with Kathleen Lee, with Father Ryan Humphreys, with Jeff making sure that we're flying straight and true in a modified low orbit, and then Ed, who's running the video for us. And uh, we've been talking about how to kind of make sacred the time that's already sacred, huh? to, to return it back to God. And part of that is sitting with ourselves. A part of it, part of it is developing a rota, mm-hmm. which actually is, is more understood. Our Anglican brothers and sisters tend to use that word a lot more than we do. But a right. rota is, is simply like a rule of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a rule of life is important not just in the summer months, but all the time. Yeah. And, and so as we, I was asking Kathleen at the top of the show about the notion of well, what does your schedule look like during the summer? Yeah. And that's exactly what, what I'm getting at here is that we have, a, a, in a sense, an opportunity to, to build our own personal liturgy of the hours mm-hmm. from the time that we wake up to the time that we, we go to sleep. And even in the time that we sleep, mm-hmm. uh, there's the ability to build this rule of life that actually helps us to grow in holiness. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I did to to kind of, you know, start my summer off was to uh, become a lector at, at church. I, oh, yeah, I registered at a, new, at a new parish, and so I became a lector for like eight o'clock mass because I knew if I if I had the opportunity to do that, one, I would go to mass mm-hmm. uh, because somebody was keeping me accountable. I think that's really important for. Um, especially a summer rule of life mm-hmm. or any kind of rule of life is to have somebody to say like, cause how many times, I mean, January 1st rolls around. We, you know, you know, we have this rule, this, this new goal that we're going to do. And then mm-hmm. we don't ever tell anybody and then we don't do and it. And by February 1st, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. And so, so I knew that if, if I wanted to build in, you know, daily mass into my schedule, which I don't have an opportunity to do while I'm teaching, um, that, I needed to be accountable. I needed to to be, you know, somebody to have my name on a list. So that was something that I put into mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I'm looking at keeping some structure into my. my That's summer. nice. So, yeah. so is that a daily mass lector? It is. I'm not. Wow. I'm, I'm not at every daily mass. I'm mm-hmm. not assigned. Um, but I have been like you, you can. 
they send out subs, sure. you know? Yeah. And I'm always like, ooh, me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because I know if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, then I, if, if someone is not, you know, waiting for me or looking for me to, yeah. to sign in, yeah. uh, I, I'm less likely to do it. So that might be something is, is if you're trying to say, okay, now how can I get to daily mass? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, accountability. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big part of you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and that really, I've never thought about that, mm-hmm. about encouraging mm-hmm. my parishioners to, to do that. Yeah. Or have somebody that you that you go with. You know, I've yeah. done yeah. that before where I've That's been right. like, hey, An let's... exercise buddy slash yeah. daily mass buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, we still have mass, you know, daily during the summer. That generally doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's important to note. And I think most most dioceses have um, have lifted the dispensation from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so a lot of dioceses are allowing people to come, you know, come back to mass, encouraging people right. to come back to church. That's right. Um, and that has been a beautiful thing to be able to see uh, people excited that's right to be back with their with their church family mm-hmm. you know and so that's it's, that's really neat yeah, yeah. So that's no longer you know that that's no longer something that I would be like oh I can't go it's COVID you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so so these things it's, are it's interesting that that when we're talking about developing a, a rule of life some obligation being there yeah is is part of the hook yeah. you know mm-hmm. like monks Monks, they have a rule of life that is built into their day, and everything is obligatory. Right. Yeah. So, so if they do if they do nocturnes or vigils, they're waking up at you know two in the morning to do mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Uh, Lauds is at six every day. You know, uh, ter sexton non are at twelve three or twelve nine and nine twelve and, and three. three right. And and then you know you 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 end up going all the way through. And so there's a highly structured environment. Yeah. And we're lucky enough to typically for your average family to not have to have that level sure. of monastic right. structure. But those obligations are important. Yeah. They really we, are. You know, I had a very eccentric spiritual director in seminary, yeah. a priest that a lot of people know, Father Stanley Clores, a fan, fantastic and very eccentric guy. But he one time went on a 30-day Jesuit retreat, mm-hmm. right? So so he he goes and he says, okay, I'm here. What do I do? <laughs> and his spiritual director says, first things first, you're going to sleep until you cannot sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he slept for like the first two and a half days. Like he yeah. would, you know, just no schedule, no rule, just you know, rest. And then he went back and goes, I've slept as much as I can sleep. And, uh, and he said, now you're going to pray and you're going to ask the Lord, what are these next 30 days going to look like? Mm-hmm. And he said that he actually did try to just say, well, I'll get up when I get up. And the director said, try it out. See how that's going to go for you. And he said, I just about had a nervous breakdown. He was actually talking about talking to a horse and having a conversation. He's like, we got to set something. And, and he talked to the director and he's like, yeah, because human beings cannot deal with that. We do need structure in our lives. We don't need extreme structure. We don't need every minute accounted for. But there needs to be a moment of, Lord, what do you want? What what needs to happen? Mm-hmm. And whether that is a structure of, of some manual labor, whether it's a structure of I really want to get up and I want to pray first thing and I want to have a holy hour first thing. I know Father Chris and I, are both coffee drinkers. We get up, make the cup of coffee, and immediately sit down and knock out the first few offices of the breviary. Right. We breviate, oh. breviate. <laughs> uh, you know, but I mean, but that that works for us. But there have been moments in my life, especially when I was busier, um, where that wasn't possible. And so mm-hmm. I would I would get up and I would uh, exercise and I would read the news and then I would pray my breviary when I was in the confessional at six a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just you know, there's a, there's a difference to each moment of our lives, but. But that notion of I'm gonna I'm gonna rest and I'm gonna ask the Lord now, Lord, what do, what should my day look like? I want to offer my my life to you, my day to you as a gift. What should that look like? And there should be a certain degree of structure in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that I love that. That's my 
has been a question that I've adopted in the last year. Where overall, you know, Lord, what do you want from me? Because I found that when I live my life, you know, I think, oh, I think this is what this is a good thing. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. even though, and you know, as priests, I think you might be able to understand those who live in the church, who work in the church. Like, even though you're doing church things, mm-hmm. Jesus things, <laughs> you know, you're talking about the Lord, and and you know, you still can be doing things that he doesn't want for yeah, you that's right. even though they're good yeah. you know and even though they're holy and there's nothing wrong with what you're doing it's just that it's not what the lord wants from that's you right. and so really you know you were talking earlier about uh about just being quiet is because i'd always be like all right lord what do you want i think what you want is this isn't and he'd be like hey <laughs> shut it you know and i'd be like okay <laughs> you know I'm and so then sorry. and then being able to say okay listening to what he has what he wants and then having the courage to actually do it is a whole nother thing because sometimes the lord is like this is what I want you to do. And you're like, uh, how about, I mean, just stick with me here, Lord. But what I'm thinking is anything else, yeah, yeah, anything else than that. And so, yeah. So being able to ask that question, but also to be able to listen and act on the answer, you know, that he gives you and not the one that you think you might. I'm like, I think what I heard you say <laughs> is that you don't want me to do that. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I, I preach about a lot is there's a, the virtue is called docility, mm-hmm. right? Being able yeah. to listen to and respond to the Holy Spirit. But the prayer I end up saying a lot when I'm when I'm giving a sermon is to say, listen, our prayer needs to be, Lord, if you get through my thick skull what mm-hmm. you want. I'm going to commit to doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to try to pray and I'm going to try to quiet myself, but you need to get through my thick skull what you want. And I'm going to commit that if you get it in there, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so to that, the Lord says, hold my, you know, yeah. <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah. Hold my goblet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so to give the Lord permission yeah. is, is very yeah. important. Otherwise we do to use that cheesy phrase. We get so busy doing the work of the Lord. We forget the Lord of the work. Oh child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so that's, that's really it is, is to maybe at the beginning of this summer to say, Lord, um, I, I want this to be your summer yeah. rather than trying to <laughs> live my best life, rather right, than right. trying to do what I want, rather than trying to write my own ticket and be as drunk as I possibly can. Cause that does right. happen. I mean, I've seen your Facebook profiles. Yeah. Uh, no, to, to be able to turn this over to the Lord and to say, Lord, now this is your best summer ever because you created me and you're recreating me in, yeah. in the life of grace. And so what do I have to do to, to kind of plug into the fact yeah. that I'm here because you want me here? Yeah. You know, I, I continue to draw breath because you're giving it to me. Yeah. Yeah, and let us remember that the summer is not a pass. Like it's not a like. I think that's that's uh, yeah, really yeah. important. Is this like, oh, well, look at all the things that I, you know, I have the freedom to do what I want, and so maybe you know I can get away with a few things. Look, it's not a pass. We're still responsible for everything that we that's correct you know, that we do. You know, and, and that conversation we were having earlier, just because we can, mm-hmm. should we? That's right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that we should. And it's also important to note that that the confessionals are open during the summer too. Boy, are you they? know, and, and we priests actually sometimes have a little bit more time during the summer um, if if the can if the confessionals open. And so you know maybe this is a time you got to climb back on the the horse of virtue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nay, nay, I say, <laughs> uh, don't stay away from the horse of virtue. Uh, there's the episode title, but yep. rather climb back on. <laughs> And, and uh-huh. we're ready and we're waiting there. Those yeah. are coconuts. <laughs> you got two coconut halves and you're banging them together. Well, that's what the pina colada goes in. So, um, so yeah, also don't be afraid to seek out the, the sacramental yeah. life of the church yeah. in confession. Because this could be the time that the Lord is saying, yeah, you're, you're doing great. 
let's uh, let's give some of this stuff yeah. to me that I can actually heal. And so if you stick with us on the other side of the break, we'll talk more about the summer and some of the things we're reading. The Gathic Underground. We'll be back after this. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. I am in so much trouble. I'm going to be so unfriended on Facebook. <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic Underground. I'm Father Chris Decker, who sees all of your Facebook profiles. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, they're not all that bad, I promise. Uh, Kathleen Lee, I see her Facebook profile. Yeah, She's yeah. doing great. Glad you're here. Thanks. Also, Father Ryan Humphreys, who uh, has no Facebook has profile, has no Facebook profile, which gave you know. up the social media and very happy about it. Yeah, good for I'm, you. I'm getting close yeah. to it myself. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Blackwell is up in space. He's just, yes, I'm always here. Wife says I make a good doorstop too. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah, that's because you're such it. a gentleman, Jeff. That's what it is. It's true. Oh, thank you, Father. All right, we're talking about uh, summer yep. and uh, the summer of God's love, and not just the summer, you know. Uh, so, uh, how can we how can we allow ourselves to be part of what the Lord is doing in us? And one of those ways is by setting out on the Catholic activity search. Yes, you know, uh, of doing Catholic, Catholics doing Catholic things. <laughs> and one of the things that time during the summer affords us is the opportunity to travel a little yep. bit. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I, I was on on the Twitter the other day, and someone was uh, in a, th- a tweet thread. Which, by the way, nowadays you can do that. You can tweet, and then you can hit another, and it'll just keep on threading your tweets. So you can basically write a paragraph in Twitter. Nice. What they were doing was, uh, they said, "Okay, I need Catholic pilgrimage sites in the U.S. Go." Yeah. And so they were developing this thread of all the different sites in the United States. So, like Our Lady of Good Hope is a is a good example of of one of those threads. Um, uh, the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Any number. We actually, in the United States, have a lot of national yeah. shrines. We got La Salette, yeah. we got Green Bay. We got a, a good mm-hmm. number of places to yeah. go. And so it's possible to make a pilgrimage. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about that before. Mm-hmm. But maybe the pilgrimage is actually just to, if you have a basilica somewhere mm-hmm. in your state, like we do in Louisiana, I'll let you Google it and figure out there where it is. There are two of them. Yeah, there are two. That's right, exactly. And then there's one in Mississippi. There are probably a whole yep. metric pant load in the Northeast. <laughs> and uh, Florida's got several. Florida has several as well. And yeah, so if you're going to the beach. That's Well, exactly you, know what's, right. you know what's great about, about these sites is you don't have to, your vacation doesn't have to be to that place. Correct. Right. You know, that would be awesome if, if you were like, hey, I'm going to go on this pilgrimage specifically for this. But it can also be a part of what you already have planned. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you are going for, to, to the beach for a family reunion, it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, spend six days, you know, in a in monastery. Yeah. yeah. Right. Before you go to the beach and have a good time, you know, but it's part of your mm-hmm. vacation. I remember growing up, we go to the beach and everybody, Body, everybody went to mass on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
And it was very clear, like we may be in a different state, we may be at the beach, this is a different time, but this is who we are. Right. You know, and that's, and I think that's important, you know, especially for those um, who have families and who are in charge of their families, you know, is to make sure that that, that's very clear, Mm -hmm. that just because we're off, doesn't mean that we're off from, you know, from from the things. And so even during vacations, you know, that's important. That's exactly right. Uh, and, and so the notion of pilgrimage, uh, I know, Jeff, uh, during the summer, do you do anything extra special? Um, you, or do you just try to kind of keep the hours at your house? Well, you know, last summer was a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, last summer, very different. You, you were not in control of your rota. Uh, that's so very true. Yeah. Uh, uh, but... Uh, no, typically we do try to, you know, uh, find um, uh, a few days, and it's always in the middle of the week, simply because if we're going to the beach, mm-hmm. uh, it's cheaper to rent during the week than it is the weekend. But, That's uh, true. But yes, uh, that, and I, I don't do, uh, uh, I haven't done a lot of reading. My eyesight is getting better. Yeah. So I, I plan on doing more of that this summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can turn you on to some audio books. Oh, that yeah, one you, I would love. Yeah. Yeah. You're mention- yeah, you were mentioning some audio books for, for travel. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's awesome. And so uh, that's another, another thing, too, is uh, while you're on your way, of course, I, I know your kids probably will not like you for this, mm-hmm. but but to consider maybe um, perhaps in good Catholic fiction on audiobook, mm-hmm. you know, th- if you th- there are some things like like J.R.R. Tolkien, some of those books really mm-hmm. uh, tend to, to travel well. Yeah, they come know? alive when they're read. Yeah, yeah they really yeah. do. And the BBC version of that is is mm-hmm. is fantastic. Oh, is really good. Yeah, good. Good there is know. a there is a um, a live produced version of the Lord of the Rings that the BBC did. That's yeah. fantastic. It's multi voice, so mm-hmm. it's basically they're acting out. <laughs> the film. No, they're acting up the books yeah, uh, as, as they're being read, which is very good. There's a completely lunatic version made in Russia in the 80s that is resurfaced on on uh, YouTube. YouTube. If you really, <laughs> really want to go down the rabbit hole, that's the craziness you're shopping for. Yeah, yes, uh, it, that's very true. Um, as far as some other audio books that, that I've listened to, there's one that I've listened to uh, really good this summer. Uh, called Things Worth Dying For by mm. Archbishop Charles Chaput. Mm. Um, he's kind of writing it uh, in the same way that Pope Benedict wrote his last will and testament, or my last testament, I think he called it, um, even though he's still just chugging along, sure. um, Archbishop Chaput is like, well, I, I've submitted my letter of resignation. It's mandatory at 75. And so now I have the opportunity, kind of in his summer of life, you know, yeah. he says, I now have the opportunity to write about some of the things in my life as a bishop that, that are worth worth me saying and things that I'm willing to die for yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as as our culture continues to kind of eke its way towards more and more deeper into the culture of death. And so I found that a really good listen yeah. uh, thus far. Yeah. yeah. Archbishop Chaput. Yeah, I am not um, books. Books are not, I am not books. Are not me. Uh, I, I, I used to read, you know, when I was growing up, I used to read all the time. I used to read all kinds of fiction, all kinds of nonfiction. I loved history books, biographies, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff. And I found that the, the, you know, the older I got and the more I had to read for school, you know, uh, the less I was, I was inclined to read for anything else. So I am slowly getting back into the idea of reading for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know what happened, but I, I, I'm getting there, but I find that a lot of biographies are really, oh, yeah. uh, what, what I like, I like to spend my time, you know, reading, I've read, I don't know, I mentioned on the, the, um, the show before, um, uh, I think it's called a shepherd does not run. Uh, or the shepherd does not run. It's, it's about um, a, a new blessed from Oklahoma, uh, blessed Father Stanley Rother. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
incredible. Um, I'm reading right now um, Witness to Hope. It's the biography oh, on John Paul II. A, a it's one. huge. Mm-hmm. So um, so it was one of those that I was like, okay, I have two months. Let's get into it. You know, But I, I work at a, a little Catholic bookstore here in town for the summer, and somebody came in the other day and picked up the Summa Theologica. And I was like, a little bit of summer reading, and he was like, and I was totally joking. And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. cool. All right. Yeah, exactly. Good, cool. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> have, one of the things that. I might suggest, because we, we, uh, we talking about things you can do over the summer, one of those things might be taking a, tr- a retreat, um, because a lot of retreat centers open for the summer, yeah. you know, especially if you can find a nice island that has a retreat Ooh, center. My. They yeah. exist. Um, but, but maybe doing an audio retreat. And so Keep the Faith audio or ke- mm-hmm. at keepthefaith.org. They have some of um, Archbishop Sheen's retreats. And they're so, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so uh, a family retreat, one of his best, uh, is actually it's on sale on, uh, on mm-hmm. Keep the Faith, and as well as other, other talks on, um, on science, on the saints, yeah. um, on the supernatural. Uh, if, if you want, we've talked a little bit about spiritual warfare, and that's always a, a hot topic if you want to learn about that. Um, if you want to learn about the heresy of modernism, which is, you know, this is also a good time to kind of to kind of say, okay, let me dive deep into some of these issues that are actually the bigger issues on which society is building all of its isms. You mm-hmm. know, uh, that could be helpful, or maybe church history. Right? We we do understand that uh, the church has had her incredibly bright times, but also some of her darker times. You know, uh, we don't shy away from that to to dive into that. Okay, well, like, what is the church in the Crusades? What is the church? In, um, in the time of Luther? What is the church uh, in the 300s? What does that look like? Well, this is the opportunity, especially with audiobooks and things yeah. like that, to, to give yourself permission to dive into the history of, of why we call ourselves Catholic. Because I guarantee you, if you do that, if you dive into the church history piece, the catechism stuff is going to oh, yeah. come. Yeah. You know, it explodes. You're going you're gonna to ex- want to know more about why the church held the line on this or that or the other. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. If you're interested in church history, Diane Mocher, or Diane Mocher has the book, which is called Ten Dates Every Catholic Should Know, That's and great, it's wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, nice. Great, great, great book. Yeah, I'm just writing that. And I, I'm just, I, know, I just got a copy of, of Sorab Hamari, Sobab Ahmadi, uh, who wrote a new book called The Unbroken Thread. Um, and there's a, there's a whole series of books that are kind of like, these are the books you need to read, or these are the authors you need to know. And this book, The Unbroken Thread, is one of those, and it's wonderful. Uh, and he's trying to dig in not just to cultural, but to kind of the religious, the, the lack of uh, within all of us that have made what's going on culturally possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Ralph Martin uh, wrote another excellent book, a long book too, called mm-hmm. The Fulfillment of All Desire. Uh, and it's kind of akin to one of those, um, here's a big collection of all the really true spiritual masters. Yeah. And so if you don't want to read 800 books by spiritual masters to figure <laughs> out which ones are the good ones, this guy <laughs> is going to put them together, get the quotations for you, and let you just get your uh, little pad of... Uh, of uh, Tape flags and just go to town, <laughs> yes, and uh, and and yeah, it's it's excellent. I mean, my poor Kindle is just nothing but underlines, um, and so it's it's great. I mean, it's definitely worth reading if you're interested in something a little bit more off kilter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us watched during the lockdown the HBO series on Chernobyl, oh, yeah. uh, which was wow. I mean, just wow. The book that that is based on is by Sergei. Plochi, uh, P-L-O-K-H-I. <laughs> nice. It's called Chernobyl, the History of a Nuclear Disaster, a Nuclear Catastrophe. Seems like it would be super depressing. 
it's absolutely not. It's such a remarkable story. And when you when you look at that, you go, wow, we came so close to the end of all existence. Mm-hmm. Hard to fathom. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a moment of like, God is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. pert, mm-hmm. darn good. Yeah. Um, and so it's it, there's some wonderful books out there. And even if you're not a big reader, the audiobook phenomenon makes that really doable. I mean, yeah. it, it it's certain books that are hard to read, especially Russian names. God yeah. bless America. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> You know, audiobooks take all the pain out of that and makes it fascinating yeah. to listen to someone tell you the story mm-hmm. of this saint or that biography or this catastrophe yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Adam in the chat room says, Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de, de Sales. Sales is a good one, uh, as well as uh, The Soul of the Apostolate yeah. is a really good book as well. If you want to kind of figure out how you're supposed to fit in, so to speak, to, yeah. to, to living the Catholic life, living that devout life in a particular way in the world, The Soul of the Apostolate. Really yeah, Thomas Dubé, Fire Within, is another good one to, mm-hmm. to look into. Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, another, it's an older spiritual master's book, but it was written by a guy that we all know, Archbishop Alfred Hughes. Love him. Um, he wrote Spiritual Masters, Living the Life of Prayer in the Catholic Tradition. It's, it's a good book. That's <laughs> right. It's, it's so very good. good. It's true. Uh, and it's available in paperback, actually, um, uh, still, I believe. So, yeah, that uh, I, I do like to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... It, so whenever I've been packing up my books to move to a new parish assignment, um, something happened, and all of a sudden, all of the stuff that was on the bookshelf um, when I came into my parish assignment, it got packed with the books that were already mine because mm-hmm. I had some helpers. Yep. <laughs> and so I've uh, I've kind of you know Katamari Damasid a a whole bunch of books onto myself. And so one of them, though, uh, just fell into my lap right before the Feast of the Sacred Heart called The Instructed Heart by uh, by F.J. Sheed. So if you remember the publisher Sheed and Ward, Sheed and Ward is actually a husband and wife, um, Frank Sheed's wife. Um, she and he, uh, they both were were uh, basically street preachers. They were Catholic evangelists in Hyde Park in England. My. And they were there every day, practically day and night, doing exactly what you see on college campuses and your free speech mm. alleys, except they were they were unapologetically apologetically Catholic. Mm. and uh, and so um, uh, FJ Sheed, really is a fantastic philosopher and theologian mm-hmm. and his wife died and towards uh, towards the that period right after her death he was working on a book on the sacred heart and it just so happened that he said well you know uh, to to talk about the sacred heart of Jesus it's important for us to kind of know our hearts a little bit mm-hmm. and so he said uh, even though my my wife would not want me to write her biography because I'm not a biographer this is a way for me to begin to mourn a little bit and to share it with you, uh, but then to also use it as a launching board to talk about how the human heart works and therefore how the heart of Jesus works, if you will. And so it's called The Instructed Heart, um, A Sounding at Four Depths. So there are four chapters Mm. in it. So it's about 100 pages, a really quick read, but a really good kind of, uh, his way is kind of this corkscrew, almost like John Paul II writing, yeah. this corkscrew way to kind of get to a point. It's really, really good. Really, anything by uh, by Frank Sheed is good. So, um, uh, in fact, I've mentioned a couple as picks of the week, but mm-hmm. uh, Theology for Beginners is really mm-hmm. good, yeah. as well as um, Theology and Sanity is another one of my yeah, favorite books. Yeah, that's a very good book. So anything by Sheed and Ward, um, uh, especially written by Frank Sheet is very, very good. Yeah. Um, I, I've also read and reread and reread again Creativity Inc. 
uh, Incorporated. So Creativity is um, a book by the the then uh, CEO of Pixar and talking about how um, how their processes work, how they allow their employees to to work and to grow and to fail yeah. and and to do so with with a, a great sense of candor. Um, so a lot of trust that gets built up yeah. in the course of this uh, as they grow this business and that 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 radical candor, if you will, mm-hmm. of, of being trustworthy together actually helps to build a bigger product that they, that any one of them can't do by themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of Father Ryan's favorite books. Oh, too. man, I've read it so many times. And the audiobook is outstanding. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the way that it's read is kind of like a grandfather taking you through the steps. Yeah. <laughs> so it really is a helpful read yeah. uh, as well. That's pretty cool. I love I love businesses that or companies that think outside the the box of a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about time and and productivity, and you know, when you go from a nine to a nine to five every day, and you do the same thing, you sit at the same desk, and you you know, you Punch fill out the, the same, same paper. Yep. Yeah, it can get you know, even teaching can be like that. Even though teaching is a little more you don't always know what's yeah, going to happen every day yeah yet. um you, know, you may you, have a rubric you, however right you can get in that rhythm and so sometimes even the rhythm gets very okay i'm in this rhythm and i've got structure but it's like mm-hmm. but i love companies who are who are able to step outside of that and to be able to think of new ways for their you know they look at at their employees as human beings yeah you know and what do they need and how can they grow and you know these companies these big old companies that have you know uh nap rooms i think that's genius you know <laughs> like these things are like sometimes you just need to take a little uh-huh. a little snooze I'd love one and then of those get on back to work google nap pods I myself i know um, yeah. And but then, that's looking at the human the human person that's working that's correct. for you, you know yeah imagine that dignity is involved mm. With yep. growth and in, in, even in business, yeah. it, it can be done. But <laughs> yes, one of those things yeah. that also should be done, perhaps, is that part of the show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. Jeff, do you have a Pick of the Week this week by chance? I could. Yeah, what you got? Actually, it's a. Um, I I have purchased this because uh, uh-huh. <laughs> while I was out last year. Uh, my um, the mixer that I used for audio recording, I got a little booth set up here uh, at the Catholic Community Radio Compound. Little booth. <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, the Father Miles Walsh has dubbed it the confessional. It is. It's mm. the quietest place in the yes, entire building. It's the, it is lead lined, and I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a an acoustic. That's lead. why I can't see through. I mean, uh, really, lead lined. <laughs> right. Yes, super priest. Uh, but uh, and, uh, no, uh, so. I, I come back and my uh, mixer is is dead. It's just uh, not working. So uh, I've been looking at the Rode, and, I, and I've been a huge Rode fan, broad audio and, and microphones. And they make uh, superb equipment. They're an Australian company. And in fact, I think, uh, Father Ryan, you have one of their uh, coffee mugs, don't you? Travel. Uh, yeah, I think you gave it to me, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I use it a lot. I very, it's a caffeine yeah. molecule on it. I love it. Uh, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in fact, I still use mine. We bought that 10 years ago or something. But uh, they make this really cool, pro, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's called Rode Procaster uh-huh. Mixer. Uh, it has four mic inputs. Uh, and and uh, it, it's just loaded with a lot of features. It has a, a Bluetooth channel, so you can actually pair your phone nice. to the mixer and control it uh, with the faders. 
Um, it has uh, where you could actually plug a iPhone in, so you could actually, it, and it does the mix minusing internally. What? So you could have phone guests. Uh, yeah, it's really set up for podcasters. Nice. Uh, and, 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 and then it also has uh, eight sound pads off to the side that are assignable. You can put in pre-programmed like music for bumps. Oh, and, nice. uh, uh, does it have or, like a mini SD card or a USB? It does. On the rear, you got a little tiny slot for the mini SD. I think it'll take up to 128 gig. Hmm. Oh, yeah, wow. That's, that's a lot of data. Uh, but uh, it'll, it'll record in two, uh, or actually there's like three different ways. But uh, you can record a mix. Or it'll record, record every channel discreetly as, oh, nice. a, as so a, you can a multi-track. Post-produce. Yeah. So, uh, for, for, so you can even hook instruments up to it, too, uh, I, I you, guess. You can. Yeah. You can do that. Uh, plus, uh, live streaming. It's, it's really set up to um, you wow. know, jump, jump right onto the Internet. So anyway, check it out. Uh, what? Oh, how much? Yeah, yeah. How much? Well, I, I, I tell you, I think the, uh, the list price is like $700. But uh, you can find it if you get somebody in the biz uh, because they won't publish the price. Uh, but you can get it for under five hundred. Manufacturer suggested retail price. Right, right, right. Under five hundred—that's pretty good yeah, for it. It is because it, it's that power. Many. Especially pack. maybe over the summer, you're thinking about starting a podcast. You know. Yeah, and and the cool thing about it too, it's very very compact, so you can take it. Like if you wanted to do like a live mm. uh, uh, event with a um, with a, a a speaker system, live yeah. sound. Uh, you can tie it right into another mixer, or you know, straight out of the uh, uh, the monitor wow. outputs into an amplifier. And Gosh, it's amazing! Yeah. It's amazing where where tech has gone in a very short period of time. Plus, real quick, like yep. all of the, uh, there, it's got four different headphone outputs. Well, that's nice. With four different volume controls. What? Yeah, so uh, that is very nice. Yeah. Well, there it's it is. Cool. Check that's, it out. Yeah. That's a nice pick of the week there, Jeff. Well, thank you for asking, Father. You're, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Mm. Kathleen. Yeah. Okay, so I had one, and then I changed it. <laughs> because I was thinking about my favorite place to go on vacation and my favorite place to go uh, when I need to slow down. I think yeah. I've talked about this before, but uh, you know, if, uh, maybe two years ago, I went to visit some friends in D.C., and I said, look, I just need to get out of town. You know, I need to come up there and you, you go about your business because it was Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, I had off as a teacher down here and they did not. So I said, you go about your business. I'll take care of myself, you know, and, and I just, I, I just went around town and I ended up going, you know, I, I said, the only thing I want to do is I want to, for sure, is I want to go to uh, the Basilica. So the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. And it, I've been there before. I've been there a million times. Usually it's during the March for Life. There are a million and one people inside this ginormous basilica. And it has room for them all. And there, yes. And, and you know, and usually I'm trying to herd 10 buses of people and make sure that we have 450 children where they need to be. Mm -hmm. You know, so I never really get to enjoy it, even though it's incredibly beautiful. And so I said, let me, this is the only place I want to go. And so, um, you know, I walked in and it's, huge I mean it's huge and I walked in on this day and it was me and a security guard oh and that's it like that is it and if you go like you could spend all day in there looking at and I and I I've said this before it's like Narnia mm -hmm. like there are all these chapels to Mary yeah and, and, I, and every yeah. time I go I'm like I 
this was this was not here. here. It was not here. In some cases, you might be right because they're actually quote unquote finishing it. Right? They just put in the the grand dome. Right? Yeah. Uh, Oh yes, that Mm -hmm. is it's incredible. But it's a it's a great place to go. I mean, if you're going to DC, which a lot of people go there for vacation, you know, especially during the summer, it's a lot else. There's a lot else to do there. Yeah, it's the CUA Um, metro stop. Easy to get to on the metro incredible it's beautiful and if you take so i was able to take the the guided audio tour yeah phenomenal Phenomenal. i've never actually done that i've always wanted to do that. there's an audio tour and then of course there there are tour guides Mm -hmm. Um, they have one of the best bookstores and gift shops i've ever been in it is big incredible Mm -hmm. so that is my pick of the summer for you very cool. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can, you can, uh, we have time for another pick of the week if you want to give us the other one. Oh, well, I mean, this, yeah. I had mentioned it earlier, uh, but this is what I'm reading <laughs> uh, this summer is uh, Witness to Hope, and it's the biography of John Paul II by George Weigel. And um, I'm not very far into it, but it is it, awesome. You know, I, I find that a lot of, uh, even though it's John Paul II, uh, I, I find that for me, some of his writing is like, oh, it's beautiful. Um, but it's, I, I'm like, man, I want to know. Yeah, what's the story uh, behind yeah, this? Tell me. And his life is, I mean, look at this book. <laughs> it's heavy. It's, it's, uh, and this is probably not it's, even it's everything. Thick, yeah. His life in, is incredible and it inspires me beyond, just because he was so, like, Oh, so awesome from the from you know from being a young boy and and then being a priest and all that he had to do to become a priest and then his papacy could be 600 books in and of itself um, but his biography is my goal and so we'll check in at the end of the summer in august i'll let you know how far i got because <laughs> i'm also taking a summer course a, a summer class for my master so we'll see mm-hmm. But that's my goal. All right. F- Father Ryan, your pick of the week. Well, I'm going to pick two. Uh, mm-hmm. One is is an audio book that I forgot to mention earlier, which is a hoot. And it's by Carrie Elways. And it is called The Princess Diarist. Mm. And Carrie Elways reads it. And it is the behind the scenes of The Princess Bride. Cool. So oh. great. You've got and, Kathleen's attention. Yeah, I'm like, and I it, knew his name right when you said it. It's oh. wonderful. And he, he reads it himself. And he has all these audio blurbs from like Billy Crystal and all these people who are in it and it's wonderful so it is not the princess diaries uh, it is a princess diarist and it is a delight by carrie elwes um the other one i want to recommend is a youtube channel by this this wacky wacky uh guy from the netherlands you know uh <laughs> named paul davids paul davids with an s paul davids is a musician and he teaches guitar and he, he teaches music theory He's wonderful. He gives he puts a, a weekly show out. It's a very very high quality show, and we're talking everything here from why the pentatonic scale is interesting to explaining what makes jazz jazz to uh, sometimes just you know hey this is a really cool guitar solo. Let me show you why it's cool. Why mm. does why is Jimi Hendrix considered a master of guitar? Let me show you all the cool little things that happen and why oh, he does what he does. Wow, it's so interesting. It's so easy to follow. Uh, it's YouTube slash I believe just Paul Davids. Uh, but if you search for Paul Davids with this, he'll be the first one to come up. He's one of those YouTube creator stars, but it's great. It's so much fun to listen to. And if you have any interest in music theory at all, definitely worth your time. Uh, and that's on YouTube and both the, well, YouTube is free. And then the, uh, audible has a uh, Ickery Elway's book. Very cool. Excellent. Yeah. I, I always like to see, um, the, the YouTube folks that are, that are sharing why they like the, the particular talent that they have and to kind of unpack that talent. You know, that's something that you can do over the summer too, is to say, Lord, you gave me this, this talent, help me to hone the skill. 
or you gave me this talent. Now, now help me to kind of uncover why it speaks to my heart. How, wh- how is it that the talent that you have given me somehow allows my heart to be known by by either the world or or another person or whatever? Yeah. And and uh, that's something that I will think about often. And I have to kind of dial back to 2018, where my art game kind of leveled up a little bit. Um, when when uh, the iPad came out with um, with the iPad, the Apple Pencil, mm. and of course Father Ryan remembers this is this is the device that somehow made it all the way through Spain and across all of Europe. And uh, it's physically oh, in right fact, here. In fact, uh, I bought it off. It. <laughs> it's true. As I upgraded, uh, I cross graded to Father Ryan. He uh, he has that that very iPad. <laughs> And, uh, and so I, I use it especially for, for drawing Joe Catholic every month uh, mm-hmm. or every quarter for our Dawson newspaper. I use it for uh, the various um, Instagram art and things like that for the liturgical year. I do other comic books and stuff like that. But I also try to hone my skill with it. And there is a tool called the Handy Art Reference Tool by a, by a company uh, called the Belief Engine. And what it does is it has a large variety of poses of male and female hands, uh, of male and female heads, and uh, I believe feet as well. Hmm. And because those are some of the hardest things to draw and to get the lighting correct. So you can actually change, you can edit the light fixtures. So that if you're trying to learn how shadow and light work, which is really something that my skill level is low on, you can actually edit where the lights are falling on on these uh, particular objects. And you can kind of learn and go along with the, the reference tool to be able to do that. And they also, uh, in addition to the, the poses of the hands, you can also add objects in them. So like a sword or a coffee cup or something like that. Because as the hand moves, um, the, the way that the knuckles work change yeah. and the way that the, you know, the different angles are change. And uh, it really is a handy reference tool if you don't want to just use your hands because you have to do everything backwards if you're doing it yeah. that way. So uh, I will put that in the show notes for you as well. Um, you know, <laughs> Jeff, well, we, we are always so grateful because the Catholic Underground is made possible by viewers, by listeners, by prayer warriors, by benefactors. It's really easy for them to get involved, isn't it? It is. Just go to catholicunderground.com slash, that's a forward slash, it donate. Is. That's right. And, and you can help us you, a you, lot. You can help us a lot, and you can also help us by letting others know about us, right? Oh, yeah. Look us up, and then if you really like us, you know, give us the old uh, stars or thumbs up or uh, write a review. Say something nice uh, and, and pass that along because that means a lot to those who are interested, but they don't want to actually take the leap. That's exactly right. And, you know, sometimes, Jeff... I like reading good things about the work we're doing. Yes, so it's always nice to get patted on the back just a little bit, you know. Uh, so let us know how we're doing for sure. If you like our service, please tell us uh, and tell another person as well. Uh, our panelists, yep. yeah, my brain is beginning to shut down there this Sunday. Uh, our panelists have been Kathleen Lee mm-hmm. at Kaylee626 on Instagram. That's true. Also, uh, Father Ryan Humphreys joins us at FR Ryan on uh, the Instagram. Jeff Blackwell is our technical director at Jeff Blackwell Us. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's an honor, Father. Yes, yes, it is, it is. Ed Ball's running the video. Jim Hayes is our research assistant with his crew in the lab. And you know me. I'm Father Chris Decker. You can find me still on all the social media at Digital Catholic. You've been listening to the Catholic Underground. We're cutting through the noise so that you can find that still small voice. We'll see you next time.
from the Catholic Underground.